So what I'm wondering about is, do you have any regrets? Oh yeah, a lot of regrets. <laughs> A podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Best Friends Talking. Spill it. Well, first of all, I think, you know, when people say they have no regrets, mm -hmm. I think that's insane. <laughs> you have really, you have no regrets. You lived a whole life and you have no regrets or you lived half a life and you have no regrets. I think that's odd. Yeah. That's maybe a little bit of an avoidant approach, but it's very common to say that. And it's very popular to be like, I have no regrets. Everything that happened happened for a reason. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And you're like, that's some bull crap. You know? I call that. You call Because I think um, it's, it's, it's in, a, in a way I can see that I understand the point. And of course, there's no point, real point maybe in having a lot of regrets. Uh, But on the other side, I think maybe there is a point because then you can learn something. If you did something stupid, then you can look back and regret it and be like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Instead of being, I think it's part of this overly positive way of thinking that you're supposed to be so positive and everything is so positive and it's not allowed to even regret things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. I really, I, I have a, I can't get like, I mean, I'm a pretty positive person, but that kind of approach, I'm not pro at all. I'm like, I get really annoyed <laughs> because it's like you got to kind of take in how you feel about stuff and acknowledge it for yourself and then really be able to kind of step up for yourself, um, take responsibility. And then you can, like you said, you can rather learn something from it and then actually do something very differently um, the next time. If you look back on your life, I th I'm pretty sure there are things that you regret. And if you had the chance to do things again, you would do things differently. But of course, it's kind of part of the charm as well, of course. But I think it's at least you can acknowledge the fact. I don't think it's useful to kind of pull yourself down because of that. I mean, I definitely have things I regret about um, in the past. But then it's also this kind of sliding door kind of episodes because it's like, you know, if you didn't do it, Or if you went the other way or something like that, how would your life be different? So small things can make such a big difference on how your life turn out. And what if you just didn't take that trip? What if you take that trip? What if you just didn't start that school? What if you talk to that person? What if you didn't talk to that person? Yeah. And then you have these moments of, you know, these moments where you get a chance to rise to the occasion yeah. and then you either do it or you don't. Yeah. This can be small things. This can be bigger things. This can be something as small as, I remember not long ago, maybe a few days ago, I was walking in the village 
Mm-hmm. And I passed this woman or I was walking towards the store and I, I, I looked at this woman sitting there and she was a beggar. I just looked at her and I was like, what? That's very strange because she was pretty or she looked, she didn't look like a beggar. Mm-hmm. You know, she was kind of, she looked too nice. Mm-hmm. But you can, you could still see that she was very tired and obviously, you know, maybe she had some drug problems. I don't know what, why she was in that situation, but she looked so sad. And I looked her in the eye and, and her look was so sad. Oh. And she looked so ashamed as well. And that was one of those times where I, and then I, I went into the store, I was going to buy something. And while I was in the store, I imagined myself buying something to her giving her some money and then talking to her, asking her, why are you here? Why are you sitting here? What happened to you? Yeah. And I had this whole thing happening in my head, mm-hmm. this beautiful scenario. And then I walked out and I just walked on. Mm. I didn't talk to her or anything. Kind of disappointing. I was disappointing myself when I didn't do that, but it just happened. I just let it all happen kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I have a little bit of a similar situation. I have, like one of the moms in school where my kids are, I, I've, know, I've seen her a lot, you know, in the passing. And I think she looks so sad and she looks like, you know, she's not happy. And it, I just want to go up to her and talk to her like, hey, what's going on? You know, what's, how are you doing? And it's, yeah, and I... I I'm I'm actually considering doing that, but you know it's it's a thing, you know, like you don't know exactly where this person's um, boundaries. You know, is that okay to do that, or you know? But yeah, that's hard. Yeah, but because you don't know how she's going to react, you don't know if she's going to think that you're rude, or mm-hmm. but I think that's what's stopping us a lot most of the time. We're so afraid of doing something wrong, or maybe offending someone, or maybe yeah. overstepping some boundaries. But I think we should stop. Like I think it's it's much better to risk that than yeah. to not care about other people. If you had talked to her, if I had stopped that woman, mm-hmm. something good would have come of it, probably. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been what I imagined in my head. It would have been something else. But it's so sad when you when you imagine things in your head and then they you don't do it. It's like when you're sitting, you you imagining something. This is something that I can recall from when I was a child and I was very shy mm. I, I would imagine things that I would say but I I didn't dare to say them yeah thinking something in your head that could happen but then you you're not making it come to life and what is it that's stopping you then what was stopping you then and what's stopping you now it's very hard to say but it's when I was a child I think it was just me I was very shy uh, but now I'm not that shy it's, it's more I'm a little bit hesitant as a type I, you know, I totally have it the same way. And uh, I, um, you know, I think it's this fear of what other people might think of us. You know, that's always kind of what what is triggered, you know, when you kind of hold back. Um, And of course, this has to do with our personality and how we're kind of wired. But in the end, that's what it comes down to is this fear of what might other people think of us if we say something or how will our behavior be perceived.
So I wanted to say something because I was when you were talking about this kind of you know regrets in life. <laughs> yeah, I started to think about there was like two things that popped up for me. Like when I was 16, I was about to, I was either going to ballet school or I was going to school in France for a year. Do you remember? Yeah. 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 So yeah, this is a big thing. That was a big thing, actually, because I was really into ballet. So I was like, what, what would have happened if I didn't go to France and I continued dancing, you know? That's a very interesting um, sliding door situation for me. And then... The other one was um, uh, that moment when I decided to move to Amsterdam because uh, I had met this guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing would be like, what if I, what if I didn't go? Um, I mean, the result of that is that uh, we have two beautiful children, and we started a big uh, yoga school. But what if I didn't do that? You know, how would my life? look like then very interesting yeah and some people say uh, seem to believe that even like no matter what you do you're gonna you're gonna end up in the same place where you belong anyway yeah you believe in that no <laughs> i think uh, you can end up pretty much anywhere it depends <laughs> on what you're doing but I, I see how people can think that because sometimes it does seem like like that but i think that's because we are drawn to the same thing. So even if we, we go like maybe live abroad or maybe do a little bit different things for a couple of years, a lot of people tend to go back to their roots. Oh yeah. For example. Yeah. So so that's probably why people some people can think this, but I don't think it's true because I for example, me, I've just moved I'm not one of those people who move who move back. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm more like I move on and to a different place. Mm-hmm. And so, and and then new things happen because of that, and then it's like a circle, and yeah, and maybe not even a circle, but maybe it's like more like a map that you draw. So I no, I don't think so, but I think to a certain extent we are we are drawn to certain things, so that's why we can, we can end up in the, in a similar scenario, even if like the sliding doors movie, yeah. Um, yeah I think you know because we're pulled by so many factors and the fact that we're pulled to our roots and what's familiar is of course people usually die like one kilometer within one kilometer from where they were born or something like that where they grew up where where were you born in Buddha yeah born and raised I mean we live in the same house my parents still live in that same house mm. Mm. <laughs> Life with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, another thing. How can you write a book when you have so, two children? But they're in the uh, in, uh, nursery. And, or, I mean, now they're both in school, but when you wrote it, they were in nursery and school, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, that's a great question. And, I mean, most of the time, all the things that I've done, I keep asking myself retrospect, like, how did you actually do that? Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I score pretty high on this conscientiousness. Uh, so I'm very structured. Um, and I, 
I think it was like, you know, that was a long process. I mean, it started like 10 years ago uh, when I started to write stuff. Um, and it was really a process, you know, from there to actually come to the point of knowing what I was going to put in the book. Um, and then I did this, um, I had to learn, you know, how to, to be a writer. Uh, I did an online course, I did exercises, and in the end it was like, you know, I had to sit every day, even if it was half an hour, sometimes an hour, some days it was longer, but, um, it's like when you have your office hour, you know, you just, or just, I just had to sit. And what worked for me was that I had, uh, you know, on my phone, you have the notes, uh, the notes app. And then I just, whenever there is something that comes up that I want to write, I just write it then and there. Um, and actually quite a, a, a big part of the book came to life through, through that um so it's just the fact of not giving up um and just keep on writing a little bit every day and it's the same now when I'm writing on this um, <laughs> mythological novel it's like I just write when I tap into the material so to speak um yeah but regularity is a big part of it you know just like don't don't not starting to have the idea that okay i'm gonna have the next few weeks i'm gonna sit five hours every day i mean i I can't do that i mean i've been working also so on the side or i had a job and the children so the writing had to take part aside from from work hours and when with the children so yeah you just gotta be dedicated you're such an overachiever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, I'm like, you know, if you have a goal. It's very annoying. Yeah, I know. I'm super annoyed. But the thing is that if you have a goal, I mean, the, the thing is that what motivates you, right? So for me, it's like when I have a goal, it has to fulfill something within me. It's not It's not like I, I decided to write a book because I thought this is going to be the greatest book in the world. And I know it's going to be, you know, so many people will buy it. That's not my motivation. My motivation is that I have something I want to say and I think it can be useful and I hope that it can be shared with as many as possible. Because then you don't have to kind of sit down because I feel like I'm also starting to write now and yeah, I have this project I'm writing on, but it's like if I'm going to sit down because my favorite way to work is to have many hours. Yeah. And to be alone and to be in front of the computer. Good luck. But the thing is, <laughs> if I'm going to wait for that moment, it's going to be another 10 years until I'm done with this project. So I think the phone tips is very, very good. And I also have an iPad now. with, So I can use the iPad as well. It's easier because it can be laying around the house. You don't have to kind of sit down and make a session out of it because... yeah. And so I can do that some nights, but I can't do that every night. But like, because I get so little sleep, I have to go to sleep with the children. Yeah. At least like three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's really good if you can do that. And also, you know, when, when you write a book, if you're on a project, then also remember that, you know, probably 50% of the material you write, or maybe even more, you're not going to use for the actual book. 
your writing as an exercise as well to kind of get into the words and I'm just trying to write to explain to myself what I'm writing as well and then I can of course cut it out afterwards to make yeah. it more readable and, and shorter and sweeter but it's a good thing you can write for to explain to yourself what you're trying to say because I have it in my head what I'm trying to say but I'm not sure how to put it out in words mm -hmm. it's not that easy so it, it helps just to overflow the the paper with with yeah. words and then you can cut it of yeah. course yeah i love that and i think you know you have an advantage you know like we both we we were shy in our childhood i'm still shy you know if we're more introverts there's a lot more going on on the inside of us right so you have a lot of words and a lot of things that are alive and when you just tap into that river of words and like not censor yourself on the page you just let it come out and then in the end, you make a selection of, of what you want to have there or not. Let it flow. <laughs> and then be very um, harsh with the cutting afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's important. Yeah. I just started writing, writing your book. I mean, I just started reading your book yesterday and I just got like a few pages. But it's very, very nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but your grandmother and it's, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. such a nice thing it just came to me she's just you know she she's very much present in my mind a lot you know she was uh, she had a hardcore life you know she was a pretty cool lady i think it's very cool when people share things about like their family history and what happened in the previous generations mm. it kind of pulls everything together doesn't it yeah it does yeah i think you know that's important in general you know also what you say about you know Understanding yourself uh, about rising to the occasion or anything is like you don't have to see yourself out of the vacuum of your own little bubble. If you start doing that, if you start seeing the lineage of your your, um, for example, the women in your family. So about rising to the occasion and how you relate to regrets in your life, I think it's really important to not let yourself be pulled down in a negative thought spiral about it. But neither being like avoidant and only look at the positive side and kind of externalize like this is supposed to happen like this. There is a sweet silver lining there. And I think it's good to take both things into account. Um, see what you can learn from, from the situations you come into and what is your intention for yourself next time you come in a similar situation. How do you want to relate it? What do you want to do differently? So next time I see that woman, I'm going to talk to her. I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm going to ask her what she's doing. Mm. Seems stupid, though, because obviously she's not doing well. She's sitting there. You know, it's not easy to know what to say to these people. Mm -hmm. So we all have our stories. And I think it's good, you know, when we meet other people on our way that we take that into account you know and so if we want to approach people that we get curious about it's always good to keep that in mind you know like how how is a good way to approach and what is your intention behind it that's super important to keep track of and in general when you come up in situation and wondering or you feel an urge to do something and you feel yourself holding back asking yourself what is actually holding you back and is this a sliding door situation? Is it something that you would like to do? Um, what could you get out of it? You know, it's always good to stay curious. 
Uh, toodles. Toodles.